cliffcentral.com. She worked hard for the money, so hard for the honey. I missed your song. She worked hard for the money, so you better return right. So, Anthea, how was your break, first of all, before we get into numbers? Good morning, Gareth. Um, yeah, it was okay. I stayed in Joburg, went to Pilansburg for a bit. I went to a friend's farm for a bit. It was good. Back and forth. So, of course, there was this whole Steinoff thing. None of us really took... I was going to say, you didn't bump took... into Marcus Joerster, did you? No, Marcus Joerster <coughs> was off somewhere selling his racehorses, I'm afraid. Oh, all, the, all 20 of them. How many does he have? Oh, again? 350. Oh, Apparently, he is the second largest <laughs> horse owner after the Prince of Saudi. Wow. Well, not anymore. <laughs> so he's selling them because he needs the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you would like to buy a Gulfstream Jet 2006 model, that's also up for sale. Mm. $25 million. I think Cliff Central needs one. What do we say? Oh, oh wow. Well, I look like Marcus Yuster. <laughs> I mean, you could well, you'd look be like Marcus Yuster. <laughs> no, I'm not if, if we put in a bit of work on you, you could. Isn't this amazing? Because we always look at rich people and go, oh, well, they never have to worry about money again. And here he is like wildly selling everything he can because, and of course, he's got jail looking him in the face. Oh, if, absolutely. You know, things go really badly. So... It's not always uh, – this is where you can be happy with your little job and your little salary and your little car. and Unless, of course, you're working for Steinoff, in which case you're a little bit nervous. That's of the course problem, right? And didn't their CFO quit the other day? That's right. Ben Lakranji stepped down, uh, apparently to fix the 2.4 billion euro hole in their balance sheet. I mean, if anybody knows or anybody should know where that hole came from or how it's going to be fixed, it should be him, right? So yeah. I guess that's why they kept him on initially. But, you know – They've now restated, and this is what's driving the market a little bit crazy. They've restated, not only have they not put out their 2017 results, they've restated 2016 and said that they're restating 2015. And these are supposed to be audited financial results. These are the things that people like me rely on. We look for, we go through the numbers and we say, oh, yes, this is good. This is not good. This is how it goes, right? Now they're saying, you know, all that work you did, all those hours of work you put in in the last two or three years, forget about it. It's wrong. We made up everything. Yeah, we lied to you, basically. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going in. So for 2017, Steinoff, in fact, was the worst performing share, 93% down. But this year so far, guess what? It's the best performing share. How's that possible? So I think with all these restatements of financial results or financial uh, statements, the, the, the market is kind of... Have, have kind of said, well, worst case scenario, this, and now maybe it's not so bad. Cause maybe I don't maybe know now you buy while it's at a no, discount. No, don't buy. I don't right. buy, no. But is that not perhaps <laughs> what's driving the price up? Yes. So that is what's potentially driving the price up. Because before Christmas, when this all kind of unfolded, we did an NAV calculation and it came out at about 23 rand a share. And I was talking to one of my friends and he's like, well, in that case, I'm going to buy. So he went and bought at 16 rand a share. I was like, no, no, you don't do that because you don't actually know. This could be worse than 2015. This could go back all the way to 2010. It could go back for 20 years of Marcus used to being the CEO of Steinoff. Like, you don't actually know how bad it is. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah. And of course, I, I don't know if you, if we spoke after the situation, but Christo Viss has stepped down as 
chairman, obviously, as not only executive, but as chairman as well. Heather Sun, who I think you know because she was also at our hashtag invest launch in mm-hmm. November 2016. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's taken over, and now, of course, Ben Lakranji stepped down, and there's just, there's just drama nonstop. I tell you, the, the one little bright spark, and maybe this is why the shares bounced a little bit. I mean, it doesn't really justify a 30% bounce, but Poundland, which is their UK business, reported fairly good Christmas shopping numbers. So volumes up, six, or revenue up 6%, much better than the expected kind of three and a half, four percent the, 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 the negative on Steinoff is that Moody's downgraded them further into junk status. So it really is, you know, if you're going to play with Steinoff, I, I would say caveat emptor. I mean, just buyer beware. This is, it's a dangerous stock to be right. playing with. You don't know what's happened. You, we, as we are today, we still don't know how bad and I want to say fraud, but apparently it's still accounting irregularities. You know, nobody's been done for fraud yet. Mm-hmm. How bad the, in inverted commas, accounting irregularities are. But I, but what is it really? We don't know. Well, what, whether it's fraud or accounting irregularities. Yeah, well, why can't they make up their mind on what this is? Because this, I think this will take at least a year to investigate. Formal charges have to be brought yeah. up. Now the investigators have to go and look at the actual books, see how much lying took place. Yeah. It's going to be very messy. It is. It, it's ugly. It's, so what's, it's what's Christo Visa selling? <laughs> ShopRite shares. He sold oh. 4 billion rands worth of ShopRite shares before Christmas. I mean, I know it's terrible. The man's now worth only 2.3 billion rand. Or dollars, oh. sorry. Isn't it? Oh, shame. Shame. It's terrible, right? <laughs> 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 all broke. that money. All that oh. money like, I swear <laughs> I saw some people uh, outside of Lawrenceford with, uh, with begging bowls. Was that his family or are they all right? <laughs> no, I think that's probably his two daughters and his son. Okay. Because <laughs> surely they can't still keep their board seats on all the other companies. They probably do, though. Because eh? well. they've got all the board seats on all the companies. Okay, well, there's an argument against uh, nepotism right there. Yeah. So we need to, while we're talking about like what's happened in the year, we need to talk about 2017 because we haven't actually, right? We were the top performers work because the JSE last year added 17.5% for the year. I mean, you wouldn't have said it with all the negativity. And remember how we started the year so badly and it was all terrible. And through the year, we kind of just picked up. And the shares that performed, Kumba Iron Ore up 138% for the year. Wow. Naspers up 72% for the year. Yeah, mm. to us. Discovery, yeah, to us, up 62% for the year. Some other notables as well. Uh, Richemont was up 27%. Uh, banks didn't do too badly. First Rand and Standard Bank were up about in the 20%. I saw your friend Johan Rupert for New Year. Oh, and yeah. how was well, he? I mean, he's, what did you say for Richemont? 27%. Yeah. He's was he happy buying as drinks? Can be. Yeah. Be. Yeah, he paid for the whole party. <laughs> he paid for the party actually. Yeah. Oh, good for him. I like <laughs> I'm sure that. it was all right, yeah. Um and then the Rand was all of eleven percent stronger last year. Started the year at thirteen seventy four, closed the year twelve twenty eight. It's now about twelve thirty one. And you know most of this is on the back of Cyril becoming president of the ANC and mm-hmm. everyone being very hopeful about it. What's the Rand at at the moment? Twelve thirty one sure. to the dollar. That's really good, huh? Yeah. Shows you what a difference it makes if you fire a bad person at the top. Exactly. Well, he hasn't even been fired. You well, know, well, you know yeah, what I mean. Uh, like the president, but everybody's talking about it. Though. Everybody's talking NEC, about this week. NEC meeting on Wednesday. So on Thursday, when Justice comes in for the first burning platform of the year, we'll have lots to talk about. I'm very excited to hear what Justice has to say about this because I think this rand is desperate for an eleven handle, like for an, a, a big number eleven. But would you actually take a position against? 
Well, I have or been, with not okay. not again. So this is why I was rather busy in December. Not I didn't take the time off completely because there was lots going on and I just couldn't do it. Um, and basically, so I've upped our weightings in the local banks mm-hmm. and local retailers. Hmm. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shoprite, I bought some initially, but then I sold them out. I was really nervous of it, and it did have a nice little bounce on the first day we bought. And I thought, oh, just take my profit and run. No one ever went broke banking a profit, right? Absolutely. Right. Lots of volatility in the market. PPC, which after the three bidders disappeared, is now back at seven rand a share. So it's a little bit confusing, but. I think people are just believing that PPC actually is a true recovery story from where it was. And it was trading very cheaply. But, you know, every time I say that now, after Steinoff, I get like very antsy because I said that for most of last year, end of last year. I was like, oh, P- uh, Steinoff, so cheap. And then that happens. <laughs> Once bitten and all that. Um, can I weigh in on Bitcoin or sure you can. cryptocurrency? I'm sure Just you have lots to way. say. You must have spoken to a lot of people over the holidays. About I did this. because then I actually had time to do it. So I yeah. did go and have a look. So last year, Bitcoin was up 1,200%. I mean, compare that to our best share, which was up 138%. Sure. Ripple was up 35%. 35,000%. 35, yes, 35,000. I mean, that's just crazy. But there was an article that I have to tell you about on Bloomberg recently, which spoke about um, the underworld in inverted commas. They didn't put it in inverted commas. I'm putting it in inverted commas. Moving away from Bitcoin in, into something called Monero. Yes, which is run, uh, was started by a South African guy. The underworld? The, uh, because that's where cryptocurrency it's, it's started. Okay. So, so cryptocurrency really was started... So that people could do devious, unlawful yep. transactions, arms dealing. Well, no, they could do things without government being involved in them. They're not always devious. doesn't mean they're all nasty and underworld. See, that's not how we see it. We see it as really a dark currency like the, for the dark web. Okay. I want some. I would, I, <laughs> you want some I, art? <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be surprised if there was devious elements in it. I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of how like, humans like operate people, in like every people, sphere. Come on. Of like people aren't using fistfuls of dollars to buy arms and, and drugs and all kinds of other things in the real world? But of course it, they It are. kind of sounds like a lot of share portfolio. It's think Marcus Yosto was in the underworld of his <laughs> mistress's resources and estate yeah. houses. It sounds like things that happen a lot when money is involved yeah. and lots of it. And power. <laughs> Enron yeah. and all yeah. those other kind of. So it. let's not start worrying and, and and shaking in our boots about Monero when oh, we've already no, got. No, 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 no! It's not about worrying and shaking. It's just about not being hypocrites about it when other people are also breaking the law. Let's, I agree, let's, but let's have an understanding guys, that the devious Guptas, activity happen wherever money is involved. Like the, the Guptas yeah. managed to rip us off in rands. So let's worry about Monero when we get to it. <laughs> we can't even control the flow of rands at this point into nefarious places. Huh? Don't sure. you agree? Yeah, that's a good point. That is a very good. And point. wouldn't you rather not have elected politicians getting their dirty hands all over your money? No, I just want to benefit at the end of the day. I'm tired of being the only one who's not benefiting. <laughs> like yeah. point blank. Right. Yeah, but hopefully you had some nice spare shares, my belly, and that was up seventy two percent. So, so I think I mean you you can't go for the huge big one thousand percent gains because you know that's not sustainable, right? Or do you think, do you guys genuinely think that a thousand percent per annum is sustainable? 
Look, I don't know enough um, to to have such a strong opinion. All I can go on is the different warnings that I hear from different spheres. I mean, you're one of the people who speaks out heavily against cryptocurrency, and then you have the people on the extreme opposite end who are in huge favor of it. Somewhere in the middle, I have to make a decision. Yeah. On that note, we are going to have um, a, a soon a, a sort of daily thing with Ron where he's going to come in and do cryptocurrencies almost daily for us. A uh, little five-minute podlet, which we'll put together for you daily if you are into that, because a lot of people are, and uh, we need to f- satisfy your hunger. So yeah. that's something we'll be looking at this year. But I think sustainable or whatever it is, it's part of our lives. We can all agree on that. Mm. So, I'm, and, and if yeah, nothing of, else, of course, it'll never have the same year again because people lose confidence. Because that that last December kind of blip, everyone was like, "Whoa, whoa, okay, <laughs> maybe I'm not going to put so much in." But they'll still look at other things like Ripple and all the other stuff. And slow yeah. and steady sometimes always uh, is the one to go with, right? Sure. I mean, Anthea, you've you've watched markets for years now. Decades. You you know you know what this is all about. Sometimes when you see those spikes and those drops, it's terrifying, and you don't want to lose money. Losing money is the thing you're trying to avoid. Absolutely. I've always said that though, right? It's, this is, this, this business is not only about making money. So investing is not only about making money or finding the shares that double or quadruple. It's also about avoiding the shares that plummet 93% if you can. And mostly we're not bad at it. But the Steinoff, you know, when management lies to you, there's nothing you can do about it. No, sure. That's not the asset manager's fault. No. Sure. And then a few other companies in the news. MTN has assigned a $231 million shareholder loan to a small African phone tower group called IHS, which is going to lead to a 2.8 billion rand loss for them. Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> so they returned to profitability in the first half last year, but now because of writing down this loan or, or reallocating the so loan. So what did these guys just take the money and run? No, not at all. So the, this, this money they're going to use for rollout in towers in Nigeria and it really is just a change in balance sheet um, uh, structuring and and the, the point of this is that they are what at least telling were us doing balance sheet restructuring <laughs> no they were doing off balance sheet uh, Okay. Underworlding, <laughs> something <laughs> right. that was something completely different. So actually, that's a good point because this is exactly what Steinoff would have done, except they wouldn't have told us about this loss. So they would have taken money from Steinoff International, put it into these three companies, and the names of the companies is companies are there was Genesis, there was oh god, I forget the names of the companies. Doesn't matter. Anyway, they're off balance sheet, and mm-hmm. they would move the money there, and then not tell us about the loss that they printed. Oof. And that's how they caught us out. All right. So, 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 so no, what, no, no, what MTN fine. has just made a loan. They've moved the shareholder loan to African Power, this IHS, this African Power okay. Tower, phone tower <laughs> group. And, okay. and it's going to show as a loss on MTN's balance sheet. All right. Which is fair. Okay. And then Uber, some offshore news. Travis Kalanick is selling 29% of his 10% holding in Uber to SoftBank. Now, this is interesting because, and it's quite a big story, because Travis has always boasted, like literally boasted, that he will never sell shares in Uber. Uh, the one good thing about it, for him anyway, is that it now officially makes him a billionaire. Like before he was just a paper billionaire, you know, mm-hmm. he just had shares in a company that was unlisted. Now he's worth 1.4, the shares he's selling at least. The money, 1.4 the cash billion he's going to get is 1.4 billion. Right. Which, of course, values Uber at $48 billion. Well, isn't that smart? Because you really only, most people, most fantastically successful people only have that one big success story in their lives. You know, if you're, 
Zuckerberg, you're not going to have another Facebook. If you're Travis, you're not going to have another Uber. If you're Bill Gates, you're not going to have another Microsoft. So cash out when you do that. When you realize like you've got as much value as you're going to get out of this, sell some of the shares. What do you think that means for us as investors, though? I mean, okay, so it's not listed, but if it was listed, what do you think it would mean? Uh, it obviously yeah. means people go, oh, oh, there's a problem. We're going to sell two, and then it starts to run on the shares. Exactly. Right? That's, that is the problem. And in fact, this company called Benchmark, who were early investors in Uber, are also selling their stake now. So definitely there's something going on. People are nervous and... All right. I, I, I still think Uber is a great idea, though. I think, of course it I is. I still think it works. The, the problem also is that there's more competition now, right? So they yeah. were front runners. Right. They were ahead of the market, and now there's competition. There are lots of them. There are even local ones. Absolutely, mm. yeah. Um, and then Tesla put out some news last week saying that they did not meet their Model 3 production for the final quarter of 2017. They only made 1,550 Model 3s when they were expecting to make 2,900. Of course, the problem with this is that now all the analysts are saying, well, does it look like they're going to have another capital raise? Do they need to make money? But actually, you know, the share was up 46% last year. And I looked at the S and X uh, production numbers and they actually beat expectations. So last year, between S and X, they made 101,312 versus an expected 100,000 cars. So they're not doing terribly. You, you know, it's, no. um, it's okay. I think, uh, everyone got really scared last week, but Tesla looked like they're still on track to make numbers. And then the last thing we need to talk about is that the U.S. created 148,000 jobs last December versus an expected 190,000, which is a lot lower than November's 228,000. And, of course, you know, at the last Fed meeting, they were all saying that they're ready to increase interest rates and off we go. But I think this jobs number last week or the week before has really made the Fed a little bit nervous. And they're still saying inflation also still too low. Um, They just haven't seen that. Unemployment still 4.1% in the U.S., which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to see very quickly how we fared against other stock markets last year? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to be bitterly disappointed? Go ahead. Andy. So we Go did. Ahead. So we so we returned. The JEC returned seventeen point five percent. In the US, the S and P five hundred nineteen point four percent. So slightly below. Okay, Dow okay. Jones twenty five percent. Nasdaq twenty eight point two. So okay, we underperformed the US. In Europe, though, the DAX, which is the German index, was 12.5% up. The CAC, which is CACORANT, which is the French index, was only 9.4% up. So we beat them. Hmm. And the FTSE, which is the UK index, was only 7% up. So okay. we're not that bad. Okay. Right. So, yeah. so this is in local currency, of course, right? All right. So if you add the fact that the RAND increased by 11%, we've actually done in dollar terms quite a bit better than 17.5%. All right, I, I should have checked my pessimism at the door is what mm-hmm. I should have done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. And Thank you, Anthea. I'll see you next week with Terrific. lots more news. Terrific. Anthea Gardner and a look at the money next week. Same time, same place, the money shot. Cliffcentral.com. If you missed anything, get the podcast. Cliffcentral.com.